0: Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.
1: Hey guys, Dallas here with yet another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship. I really look forward to what we have to share today, both the encouragement that I'm going to bring with you and also what Ed, our guest, is going to share. Ed Mackey is the founder of a foundation of 501c3 nonprofit organization called Fallen Heroes Foundation, and this is created to help volunteer firefighters who experience loss and crisis in their life. Volunteer firefighters do not have the death benefits that career firefighters have, and this foundation was created to help those people and their families as they get back on their feet after a crisis happens in their life. And it's a unique story in his life and how they stepped up in his small city, his small community and helped him through this time. And so Ed created this almost a year ago and he's creating it to help people out there who's going to experience a loss as well. To help partner with this, you guys can see there's going to be a link below fallenheroesfoundation.org as well as a GoFundMe page. It's really unique because this episode that you're listening to right now, as I was editing it, I had a crisis in my own life. I was sitting in my living room working on this, and my house catches on fire. I had a small electrical fire in my house as I was editing this podcast with Ed about firefighting, about fire, about crisis in life. It's so crazy to me. I just can't believe it. That this happened to me. You know, you never think it's going to happen to you, but it happened to me, and it really checked me. It really put a check in my spirit and in my life, because when your house is on fire, what is the first thing you think about? When your house is on fire, where does your mind go? Are you thinking about the valuable things in your house? Are you thinking about those things that could, you could lose in the fire? Or are you thinking about your safety, thinking about your health, your family? You know, what are those things? And so it really put me in check. You know, as a kid, you're thinking in the future, if my house is ever on fire, I'm gonna grab my phone, I'm gonna grab my wallet, I'm gonna grab my computer, and in my case, all my podcasting stuff here as well. And I didn't think about any of that, which was really, really cool for me to see that my heart is in the right place. And it was a blessing. There's a verse that says, where your treasure is, your heart will also be. And it really revealed to me that I'm in the right place right now. And we find ourselves in these seasons where our materialistic things become more important. You know, there's times when our phone's really important. There's times when our computers are really important. Our money is really important. But right now, I'm in a place in my life where that's all okay. And it was really, really, really cool. And we got the fire out. It wasn't very big, but it was still enough to scare us. And so I just wanted to say to you guys today, when your house is on fire, what do you do? When crisis comes in your life, what do you do? What's the first thing you do? What's the first thing you think about? So I just wanted to give you guys that today. But what we have with Ed, it's going to be such an amazing story. If you guys have not subscribed yet to Faith and Family Fellowship, join the family. We're going to have more interviews, more episodes, and really exciting stuff coming here soon. So guys, please subscribe to us. We're going to get into this interview with Ed.
0: You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors.
1: The Message for the Last Days by K.J. Sows explains the history and progression of in-time prophecies found within and outside of the Bible. It reveals the original message compared to changes in culture over time, leading to our vastly different interpretations. The future is revealed through understanding the past. Check out the book and audiobook at www.kjsoze.com. That's kjsoze.com. Or search for the title on all popular online bookstores. Are you looking for a podcast that discusses the Christian perspective through topics such as relationships, business, careers, and family life with a core biblical incorporation? Eddie Johnson, host of the Yo-Yo Podcast, has developed a podcast that glorifies God through his down-to-earth approach at Christian life. Join him today at Yo-Yo, the podcast,
0: available on all mainstreaming platforms.
1: Ed, when I first saw the pictures that you sent me about your accident and a little bit about your story... I was convinced that you were going to be on the podcast, and I'm so glad that you're here today to talk with us and to share your story with us. I'm going to be blown away by what you're going to share, and I i know our listeners are going to be impacted today. So thanks again for being here today, Ed. And if you can take the next 10 to 20 minutes and just share your story with us, tell us about the accident, tell us about how God met you in that place. Thank you so much. Go ahead.
2: Sure. If uh, if you believe in miracles, then this story is is for you. I firmly believe that god saved our life and and spared us because we have more work to do i firmly believe we are a miracle because of the accident that we uh that we endured and it was on august sixth, two 2017 at about nine thirty at night we were traveling in tennessee to visit our son who was attending marion military institute he was going down there for one year and then um he is now Uh, transferred up blessedly to uh, West Point. My wife was driving. I was the front passenger, and my daughter was in the back seat. My daughter at that time was 14. She'll be 17 in two weeks. And uh, I was asleep in the front seat, and I was reclined back. And I normally do all the driving, but I needed a break, so my wife was kind enough to uh, do a couple hours. And um, a dump truck came on the interstate. It was about 930 at night. When he came on the interstate, the dump part of it, it was a big dump truck, was open. And it was traveling about 55 miles an hour, and it hit a bridge. And the dump part of it separated from the chassis and fell right in front of us. And we hit it at 72 miles an hour. All three of us Hmm. sustained pretty significant injuries. Um, All three of us have broken our backs. Uh, My daughter has rods in her back. I broke the base of my skull, uh, two places in my back, broke my left wrist. I lacerated my spleen. I had a mild mild brain bleed. I uh, also had double vision for seven months. And I was in the the hospital. I was in medical care for three weeks. I was in um, ICU for a week. I was in a step-down unit for a week. And then um, I was transported home by ambulance to a nursing home where I was there for another week and um, I was home for another seven months. And the thing about all of this Dallas is first, I I don't remember any of it. Um, I was asleep. Uh, My wife remembers everything. And to this day um, has had some good and bad days like all of us have, but the beautiful thing is, is we all wake up breathing every day. And, um, I I had to learn how to walk again, had to learn how to talk, uh, because my brain injury, I have a brain injury now. And back then I would, I could barely say a word or two. And, um, you know, I mentioned about angels because Dallas, I I sent you a a couple pictures, and and I welcome everybody.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at those right now. Crazy. We're going to try to find a way to post those as well because, yeah, those are dramatic.
2: Dallas, do you see the person on the top of the bridge with a light? Mm -hmm. That's our angel. We don't know who that is. To this Mm -hmm. day, we don't know who that is. And those pictures were taken prior to fire rescue showing up. And the reason that person is on that bridge is he was waving a light. So people wouldn't pile into our accident. He was trying to get their attention that something had happened, and he was trying he was saving us so nobody would pile into us. and mercifully nobody did. To this day, I don't know who it is, but uh, God bless them all. And um, you know, for for seven months, I couldn't walk, let alone talk, and I'm the safety officer and I'm the chaplain of my volunteer fire department up here at home, uh, Milton Engine Company in uh, Milton, New York, and they were nothing short of heroes to me. They paid my mortgage for my family for five months because I couldn't do anything. As a volunteer firefighter, we all have full-time career jobs and uh, with me being laid up, there was nothing coming in except uh, what was coming in from my wife and um, those guys, they, they took care of us for five months. We even had a, uh, the Presbyterian church, in our town, they helped us out and not even Presbyterian a Methodist, but it was, you know, if, if you ever hear of a, of a town coming together, that's what this town did for my wife, Christine, my daughter, Sarah, and myself, they all took care of us. And, and this is a story that needs to be told because, you know, the gospel says that we need to spread the good news. and. There are people spreading the good news all over the place. Uh, the problem is, is we don't see it because we are so involved with all of the negative stuff going on around us that we don't see. Yeah. We don't see the good that people are doing and it transcends everything. It transcends whether, you know, what political affiliation you are, it transcends everything people are out there spreading the gospel. You know, I was gonna write this up, and and I and I gave it a title, and I called it "Discipleship is No Accident." And this, it's because of these people—people people I knew, people I don't know—who all came together, who took care of myself and my family. And it's a story that needs to be told. People need to hear that there are still there is still a lot of good going on. That that God is all around us, and that. People are spreading the good news. They just have to hear it. They just have to see it mm-hmm. And
1: and can I ask you how many people were, are in that city in New York that you're speaking of
2: in my small town? There's about maybe 7,000. We're, we're a small country mm-hmm. town.
1: I grew up in a really small town myself Yeah, similar a little bit smaller for me But it's amazing when something happens traumatic in the city and everybody comes together for example a house burning down or like you say an accident yep. like you had it's amazing how they all come together and help each other community is oh real. my
2: gosh it, it, it's it's so it's, good I... <laughs> it's, it's everything and we're a small little farming town uh apples are our biggest crop wow i, I st- it still stutters me of everything that was that has been done for christine sarah and i and um took us a long time to heal. We're, we're still going through therapy um, for our physical and, and our emotional aspects. But Dallas, the, the beautiful thing is, is, as I said before, the three of us wake up breathing every morning. So everything else yeah. is gravy. Now that I'm able to, to get around again and start contributing to society again, now it's time to give back.
1: Are you still able to serve on your volunteer fire department right now?
2: I am. Uh, I'm the safety awesome. officer. So mercifully, I do not have to go into the burning buildings. Um, I'm the exterior guy, and I make sure that uh, you know that everybody's operating safe, just in another set of eyes. I'm uh, I'm 53, and uh, I've been in this department since I was 16. I'm third generation in this mm-hmm. department. Uh, my son, who's 20, is fourth generation. So we have a we have a long lineage in with this department and, and its family. It's mm. its nothing short of amazing.
1: Wow. And I didn't ask this question uh, for you to prepare for, but uh, what do you think was the biggest thing that God taught you through that journey? I guess a journey, you would call it maybe a disaster. I don't know what you call it.
2: God tapped me on my shoulder. I firmly believe this, Dallas, uh, as he is my witness. I fully believe he tapped me on the shoulder and said, Mackie, you got some work to do. Mm. You still got some work to do on, on this earth. And um, I don't know what it is, I have an idea, and uh, that's why I started the foundation that we'll talk about.
1: Yeah, and let's just go ahead and start talking about that foundation. You started a nonprofit organization called Fallen Heroes Foundation.
2: Yeah, it's
1: a, it's a 501c3. A 501c3, okay. Can you just kind of give our listeners an idea of, of what this project is?
2: Yeah, what I wanted to do is, because of my department taking care of my family, it's it's time to give back now. And what it is, and, it, and I'm doing it strictly through donations, and I'm hoping to start helping our first family um, this summer, It is to provide um, financial support. More specifically, I want to pay the mortgage at least a year for at least a year of a family whose loved one was a volunteer firefighter who was killed in the line of duty. And the reason it's volunteer firefighting is, one, because I'm one. And like I said earlier, Volunteer firefighters, for the most part. we have you know we have careers, we have you know full-time jobs. And when a family loses a loved one uh, who's a volunteer firefighter, they don't have the death benefits uh, that are available to them like maybe a career firefighter does from uh, a major city. So we wanted to bridge that gap because there's not going to be any money coming in for that family except for you know what's coming in from the other parts of the household. But we want to bridge that gap. We want to give them money. I want to pay their mortgage so they don't have to worry about that. I mean, they have to get their their lives back together. They have to pick up the pieces, and they will. But we want to take that big burden of that mortgage off their minds for at least a year. And what I want to do is when we receive a uh, notice of a line of duty death, I'm going to get on a plane, a train, or a car, and I'm going to drive I'm going to go right to that lo- that person's fire department, meet with the chief, and then meet with the family. And I'm going to tell them, don't worry. We have, we have things taken care of for you. We'll take yeah. care of you more for a year. You take care of your family. We'll take care of this for you. And So uh, you would
1: like this to be to grow into a countrywide foundation here, not just in New York, but all over?
2: Oh, absolutely. All over the United States. Unfortunately, yeah. and I have the list right here in front of me, We've lost nine volunteer firefighters um, throughout the United States so far this year, and it's from West Virginia to Minnesota to Texas to Pennsylvania, and most recently here in New York, we lost a firefighter, uh, Michael Field, who is down on Long Island. He's a firefighter EMT, and he was treating several coronavirus patients, and unfortunately he contracted it himself, and he passed away on April 8th. And gosh, I feel so lost right now because I I need the funds, you know, I need the donations to come in so I can help this this family. And fortunately, there's going to be more from here on out. There's going to be more line of duty debts. and I wanna I wanna build our own little army of donors so we can help these families. And I want that's that's what I want to do for the rest of my life.
1: It's definitely an amazing foundation. And I, I believe that a lot of people would get behind it because it's a, it's a real thing that's in need, you know? It's a real crisis that happens and people need to be supported in that time. And with your personal testimony, I think you would be a perfect person to go and talk with a family and tell them and explain that you have everything under control. I think it's, it's really amazing.
2: Thanks, Dallas. And what I want to do is, I, when I do this, I want to be so transparent with everyone. When we have a line of duty death, I'm going to invite everyone who is part of our part of our journey whether they're friends on Facebook or whatever, to go with me and go see that family and show them that there are a lot of good, there's a lot of good people out there spreading the gospel and spreading the good news. And it doesn't matter what faith they are. It doesn't matter if they're male, female, Democrat, Democrat, Republican, we're all one family mm-hmm. and we're going to take care of them.
1: Yep. And a lot of people can come to the Lord through that too, that tragic loss and crazy things that are happening. God can reach out to those people and tap on their shoulders as well.
2: Yeah, the um, passage that we hold dear in our family is uh, Proverbs three five. trust the Lord with all your heart. And it, it started with my wife's grandmother, and that's what I want to tell those families when we go see them. Trust the Lord with all your heart, and you'll be fine. And it's going to start today with us stopping by and helping them with their, with their financial needs.
1: Mm. Yeah. And when exactly did you launch this nonprofit?
2: We started in April of 2019, and I'm going to be the first one to admit, Dallas, um, I don't know a blessed thing about how to market uh, and how to, to raise donations. I'm a I'm a paramedic by trade. I can fix people. I, when it comes to marketing, I'm a little south of that. And that's why I reached out to you. And, I, and Dallas, I'm so blessed that, that you were kind enough to listen to our story and, and get this out in front of people. Mm
1: yeah and I think there's definitely some more ways that you can reach out to. I'm not a marketing genius either, but uh, I know there's a lot of people out there who really know how to get that word out there because this is this foundation I could see it being something really, really big and being able to bless a lot of different people with the mission behind it
2: this is this is special to me and it's uh and it's turning in it's turned into a passion and um you know it reminds me that whatever happened in our past. Tragedy that happens in our, you know, that happens to us, just makes us that much, that much stronger. And um, mm-hmm. man, there, there's just, and I said it before, there's just so much good in this world, but unfortunately, it's clouded by all of the, of all of the distress that's going on. And we hear it all the time. God is good all the time, and it's true. God is good all the time. People need to see that. Mm-hmm.
1: And how can this, moving forward with this foundation and the things that you're doing, how can you bring the gospel and the hope of Jesus to these families? I know that you say that you want to tell them to have faith and to have hope in Jesus, but what's another way that you can bring the gospel to them?
2: Dallas, I, you know, like that person standing on top of the bridge with that light, it was my angel. I want to bring hope to them. I want to bring the hope that that person gave us, and I want to bring that hope to them. I'm them, and I'm hoping I'm answering your question the way you'd like, I want them to know that they're not alone, that there is thousands of people who are, who are in their corner, and that there's God with us too, because like I said before, I firmly believe God gave me a tap on the shoulder and said I still have work to do. So I know if I'm helping these people, helping these families, I know God is with me, and I know God's going to be with them, and they need to know that. And then we'll make another disciple, hopefully, and we'll spread the good news one disciple at a time and and helping other families.
1: Yeah. And I know that you just started this foundation, you said, about 2019 in April. So about a year ago now. Yes. Okay. So you started this foundation about a year ago. Do you have any testimonies so far of of how this has kind of changed things or helped people so far?
2: Unfortunately, I, I... Haven't raised enough funds to start helping the families. Our goal was to uh, start going online by helping families at the end of the summer. But when firefighter Field went down and passed away from COVID-19, it lit a fire on me. And it's like I can't wait. I got to do this now. I've got to raise the funds now, and I've got to I've got to get that army of disciples together now, so we can help the families like the Fields family, and unfortunately, the families that have yet to endure a tragedy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the future, just let's say that you have that army that, you, that you're that you dreaming for, and that I believe God will provide. What other types of events would you do to bring awareness for this cause and the support that you need?
2: One of the things that I've always dreamed about doing Dallas is um, I'm one of the lay servants uh, in our church. Um, so I, I run service in the, in the beginning. Um, getting the service, a so psalm up at the altar. I'm not afraid to speak in front of people. And one of the things that I've, I've envisioned is, and, and I'll do this, I'll go from church to church to church. I don't care if it's Catholic, Methodist, Presbyterian, Baptist, Independent, Lutheran, I don't care. I will go and I will sit and I will tell them my story and I will show them the gospel that and, and, and share the good news that disciples are happening amongst us. We just need to see them. And I'll sit in every church in this, in this country and tell them my story and tell them the good news that um, God is with us always mm. and share my story.
1: That's amazing.
2: That's, what, that, that's my goal, Dallas, is, is to help these families and, and to go around and share my story and let people have a sense of, of, of hope again. Amongst all the despair that we hear on the news every day, let I want them to hear my story on how people came together from all walks of life, from different political realms, from, from every different part of, of humanity. And they came together to help mm-hmm. my little family. And if that group of people can help my little family, imagine what we can do with a whole army of people with the same vision. Yeah.
1: Incredible. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, your testimony with us.
2: Thank you, Dallas. Um, am I allowed to give out the uh, the ways to help donate uh, right now?
1: Absolutely. Yes. I'm also gonna add in your website, FallenHeroesFoundation.org. You guys can click on that if you see that.
2: Wonderful. Yes. Um, that's one of the. That's one of them. The website also on Facebook, Fallen Heroes Foundation. I set up. You'll you'll hear my you'll read my story. Um, you'll see the actual pictures of the accident taken by a bystander before a fire rescue showed up. And there's a donate button there. I'm not a I'm not above begging, so I'm gonna beg everyone to to smash that donate button and, and give what you can. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a one-time donation or a monthly donation, give what you can. Um, I want you to be part of my army and and when we do have a line of duty death i 'm going to tell you about it and if you want to come with me if if it happens unfortunately and you 're part of the nation if it if it 's near you, come with me and let 's show this these families that there 's an army of disciples that are out there to help them
1: yeah I think that 's great and have you ever considered writing a book? about this story
2: thought about it a couple of times unfortunately i don't uh i don't know how to say this i haven't put my brain to it long enough to to consider Mm -hmm. it because this has been in my uh crosshairs for the last year Mm -hmm. and um yeah maybe down the road but um i want people to to hear it as well as read it i want them to hear it as well because i think that impact yeah Yeah. impact Mm -hmm. And show them that you know my wife, my daughter, myself—we're just we're just common folk. And if God can do what they what He's done for us, think of the possibilities that they can do that God will do for them. And um, you know we're a family of four, it's, and it's affected our son as well. Um, but uh, mercifully, he's uh, he's pushing on. He's a sophomore at West Point. We're very blessed about that, and. My daughter wants to go to college to become a trauma surgeon, which is kind of ironic wow. and it was she was like that even be- before the accident. So there there's a lot of god happening in my family and we need to show everybody that there's still a lot of good news to be had.
1: Hmm. It sounds like a really good movie too, you know? <laughs> like there's so much hope at the end. <laughs>
2: See, who, who, would, wow. who would play me? Because uh, I'm thinking about Dr. Fauci, who wanted um, Brad Pitt mm-hmm. to uh, to uh, be him the other day, and he was, and he was maybe someday. But uh, I got to I got to get to the families. Yeah, I would yeah, watch. I, would would wa- I, I don't know if it would be a, a drama or it would be a or a comedy. I don't know how that would play out yet. Mm. <laughs> but um, someday. Yeah
1: seriously ed thanks again for sharing your story with us and guys again that link will be in the bio you can click on that to get more information and guys donate to this foundation get behind it join his army people need it people need the help they need to see that people are out there and
2: and dallas so, I, I have to thank you i reached out to you and you jumped on the you jumped on real quick and you're one of the you're one of those who are spreading the good news as well so I'm honored to have met you in it, and I'm honored to be working with you to get this word out. So on behalf of my family, I want to thank you as well.
1: Thank you so much. Double God bless. And if Ed, if if I can have you uh in the podcast with a prayer, that would be amazing.
2: Oh, I I'd be honored. So let's let's all bow our heads. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for my family. Thank you for what you've done for us. And I know that you're looking over all of us, we are your children. And yes, we, we, do, we do pray to you often with our hopes and our dreams and our needs. And you always provide for us. And you always give us our answer. Guide us to spread your gospel, to spread the good news, to show the people in our, in our communities and in our nation and in this world that you are profound and you are in our life in our lives, looking over us, and we pray that we do your work the way you hope that we do. You are so wonderful, and you are a blessing to each and every one of us. We want to do your work because you've done so much for us. Lord, we ask in your name, and we pray to you always. Amen. Amen.